Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. I want to teach a little bit this morning because the Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. If I'm asking you, how's life? What would you say? How's life treating you? Very quiet this morning in this. How's life treating you? What's your expectation? Are you upbeat in in an upbeat world? You get that? Are you living upbeat in a beat up world? Do you still have your expectation alive or has the trials and the tragedies crushed your faith and your expectation and you're in a survival mode? Hey, you're not a white knuckle Christian. You're not called to be a survivor. You are called to be a thriver. Say amen in Jesus' name. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So listen, we are going to the mountaintop. We are going to walk through the valley. We are going to sit at the table. We are going to feast the goodness and the mercy of God. We are going to see the blessings of God and the promises of God fulfilled in our life. Come hell or high water. Say this morning, say I am blessed. Say it, say I am blessed. Say it, say it, I am blessed. Say it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Don't know what you are facing, but we don't focus on what we are facing. We are focused, we, we focus where we are going to, through or to. Hebrews 11 verse 6, the Bible says, But without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is what? Impossible to please God. So you snot in your trana beweeg nie die hand van die Heer in jou leven nie. God sal saam met jou veen, maar dan gaan God jou hart verfris. You have to get up and you have to believe again in Jesus' name. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he or she, only two, who comes to God must believe. He who comes to God must believe. Not neutral. You don't come to God in neutral gear. You come to God by faith. And when you come to God, you must believe two things. Two things. Number one, that God is. And we'll talk about it today. The same yesterday, today and forever. The El Shaddai, great I am. The miracle worker, the promise keeper. The God who makes a way where there seems to be no way. He says... I am that great I am. I am the Lord God, I change not. So two things you have to believe when you come to God, that God is. You don't question God's integrity. You don't question God's character. This Bible is the autobiography of the God that you serve. You don't know this Bible, you will make your own conclusions about God. This tells you who the author is. And it leaves you without doubt as to who He is. So you don't know the Bible, Satan is going to mess around with your mind. Because you're not rooted and grounded in faith, in the Word of God. So he says, without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he, she, who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder. of those who diligently 
not by the way seek him how are we going to talk about that because people people serve God by the way and, and things don't happen in their lives and they wonder why well there's a condition yeah the Bible says God is a reward of those who what diligently seek him diligently diligently we'll talk about the two words diligence and reward two words the Passion Translation says, without faith, living within us, it would be impossible to please God. So without faith, it is what? Impossible to please God. I didn't write that, it's in your Bible. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God this morning in worship must believe that he is. Well, if you believe God is, you'll not be standing and twiddling your fingers in time of praise and worship. Your hands will be higher than anybody else. Your praise will be louder than anybody else because your God is not some historical God stuck away in a museum somewhere. Your God is alive. The grave is empty. You believe that God is. God is the great I am. So you worship Him as the living God. You don't worship Him as the by the way God. So he says, for we come to God in faith, knowing that He is real and that He rewards the faith of those who passionately seek Him. Not He rewards the faith of everybody. He rewards the faith of those who passionately seek Him. We're going to talk about that because Many people have gone into a by-the-way mode of pursuit in God. That's why we are having this worship revival night to rekindle your fire, your love for God, so you can pursue God the way you pursued Him when you started out in this love relationship, right? That's why you go on a marriage refresher course, so you can fall in love again. Some of you have to fall in love with Jesus again. You are serving God, but you've fallen out of love. I believe these revival nights are going to rekindle the fire. Like Jesus said, I'm going to restore my first love in your heart. Where you are going to run after God, you are going to chase God. So without faith, you cannot please God. This is always going to be a faith walk. Second Corinthians 5 and 7, the Bible says, We walk by faith and not by sight. So although the relationship we have with God is rooted in love, we please God by faith. You have to get this right to down. And we access grace by faith. By, by, through, by grace you are saved through faith. Ephesians says we access the grace of God by faith. Everything we receive from God is by faith. So you have to believe it before you see it. So faith in His Word. Faith in His character. Faith in God's integrity. So when you come to God, I say that you must believe, believe two things. Number one, that He is. Number two, that He's a rewarder. A rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Say, how many of you want a reward from God? Can, can you lift your hand and say, Amen. People say, I don't serve God for rewards. Well, you better start. <laughs> You're not going to find anybody in this Bible that Jesus says, follow me, and he, and he takes them to a worse place. He may take them through a prison, through a pit, but He takes them to the palace. 
He may take them from a land of, of, of scarcity, but he takes them to a land of bondage. He may take them uh, a land of blessing. He may take, take them out of Egypt, a land of, 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 of bondage, but he takes them to a land of promise. That's the God that you serve. Your God wants you up and about. Your God wants you out of the pit. Your God wants you out of your depression. Your God wants you out of your misery. Your God wants to take you to a better place. Your God wants to take you where you cannot take yourself. The key is you passionately pursue this God. That's it. That's it. That's the deal. So people criticize those who get on in high life, but the Bible is clear. God says, I will reward those who diligently seek me. So we want to break it down and see how we are called to diligently seek God. If it's in the Bible, I want it right. Every promise is yea and amen. So remember God's Word is real. 65,000 cross references without contradiction. Supernatural. Written over thousands of years by many different authors. This is the Word of God like nothing else on planet Earth. This is the revelation of God's will for you. This is the covenant signed in the blood of Jesus. This Bible contains thousands of promises that the Bible says are yes and amen in Him. But you have to access them by faith. So He's a God of integrity. So if He says it, He means it. He's a God of His Word. His promises are yes and amen. Malachi 3 verse 6, says, I'm the Lord God, I change not. So He said to Moses, go tell that Pharaoh, I am that great I am. Not I, I, I was, not I will be. I am that great I am. I am your healer. I'm your deliverer. I am your provider. I am your shield. I am your protector. I am your way maker. I am your comforter. I am your strengthener. I am your help in a time of need. I am your God. More than that, I am your Father. Hallelujah. I'm your loving Father that watches over my word to perform it in your life. So our pursuit of God will bring us to the place where God wants us and will reveal to us the plans that God has for us and the plans of God already are blessed before you were born. You have to access those plans by faith through seeking God diligently. Because God has a specific purpose for every one of your lives. You're not just a wanderer, you're a sojourner, but a sojourner with kingdom purpose. So in Matthew chapter 7, the Bible says, Ask and it will be given you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened. Verse 11, If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? James 1, 17, Every good, every perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness or shadow of turning. So our God is not some distant God. Through Jesus Christ, He brought the revelation that God is our Father. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. That's why we start our services with praise and worship because our God is worthy. We come with appreciation. We come with thanksgiving. We come with a sacrifice. We come with an attitude of worship because we believe that our God is alive. Hallelujah. Oh, some of you haven't clapped your hands since you walked into this building. What's wrong with you? Give the Lord a praise this morning. Come on.
so we need to get our thinking straightened out very quickly if we are going to walk in the blessings that God has for us in the midst of adversity. Don't miss next week. Crown of favor. I'm going to talk about God's favor for uh, uh, maybe a month. We'll see how God leads me. So He's a God who is for us and not against us. He's a Father who is out to bless us, not out to curse us. When you seek His face, you will find an open hand. In His presence is fullness of joy. At His right hand are pleasures evermore. You're not going to find a God with a stick. You're going to find a God with blessing. So He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Two words very quickly. A rewarder means reward. A rewarder rewards. <laughs> How many of you need a reward? Okay, okay, but that's fine. You live your life without anticipation, without expectation, because we're not questioning motive and saying we serve God to get, we, we say we understand that God says, you pursue me, I'm going to bless you, I'm going to help you, I'm going to lift you up. You pursue me, there's a reward, okay? So uh, from the Greek, a rewarder means a rewarder. That's it. A remunerator. How many of you love your boss? Hey, pastor, you better put your hands up. Uh, a, a remunerator remunerates you. He pays you. Right? It means to recompense. It means to make it worth your while. That's the Bible, not me. Because some of you think to follow Jesus is this religious heavy burden. Not so. Jesus said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. He said, I'm going to lift the yoke of poverty. I'm going to lift the yoke of hurt. I'm going to break the curse of barrenness. I'm going to break the curse of loneliness. You're not going to follow me and look like you've been baptized in pickle juice. You are going to follow me and people are going to see that's a child of God. I'm going to crown you with glory and honor. I'm going to take you places you cannot take yourself. That's how I'm going to reward you. If you follow me, I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to prolong your days. I'm going to lengthen your days. I'm going to give you favor with God and with man. People will know you're a servant of the Most High God. If you follow me, I will bless you out there. If you will bless me in here. If you will seek me in your closet, I will reward you openly. If you pray to me in private, I will answer you publicly. And people know, will know your God is a God that is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. The Bible is full of it. So get off your religious chair right now because it's not helping you. So some rewards quickly for the spiritually minded, which we all are. We are all going to receive crowns, okay? One day. But there are crowns for one day and there are crowns for now. So one day you are going to receive a crown of life that speaks about a reward. The crown of righteousness. The crown of glory, which we will see already you have on your head. So you need to shine. And stop like you're carrying the whole world. You're not Hercules. You are crowned with glory. Stop thinking like somebody down. Stop thinking like somebody oppressed. Stop thinking like somebody possessed. 
Stop thinking like somebody depressed and begin to think like somebody blessed, 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 blessed. As a child of God, you have been blessed, highly favored, hallelujah, destined for success. Written over your life, success. Written over your life, blessing. Written over your life, reward. And if God has blessed you, there ain't no devil in hell that can curse you. There is no opposition in this world that can stop you. Because what God has blessed cannot be cursed. Shout amen in Jesus' name. So you will recover your losses with a crown of glory. You will go places where you never thought possible. God will expand you to the left and the right. God will cause your barrenness to turn to fruitfulness because God has crowned you with glory and honor. God Himself has crowned you with glory and honor. There's a crown on your head this morning. You can't see it, but God knows it. You have to wear it like a king, like a queen, like a prince, like royalty, and stop walking around like a beggar because you are not a beggar. You're a child of the living God. You're a son, a daughter of the Most High God. There's royal blood on the inside of you. Shout amen and give the Lord a praise. Come on. Well, you just did the, the, the next crown that God gives people. The crown of rejoicing. How many feel a crown of rejoicing this morning? Come on, give him a... Okay. We'll continue that on, on that note tonight. Um, then a crown of exaltation. It's all in the Bible. I'll show you all these crowns on the Bible that God gives you. Puts on your head. So you've got many crowns. So van jy is geboren, jy het drie krone. Jy maat nog altijd met jou haar gesikkel. You've got crowns. That's why the elders cast their crowns, their rewards before, before the king. We cast our crowns in our worship. We leave our importance at the door. We leave our certificate. We leave our status at the door. And we come into this place as sons and daughters of the living God. And we cast our crowns and we exalt our king and we worship our king. And then he he, he crowns you with a crown of favor. These are rewards that God gives you. Not one day when you get to heaven. But now, in this lifetime. Because you don't need breakthrough when you're in heaven. You need breakthrough while you're on the earth. Amen. And I'm not talking about the crown in your tooth. I'm talking about a crown of a spiritual crown that changes everything in your life. We have to change the way we think about ourselves. We have to change the way we talk about ourselves. We have to stop speaking the curse and speak the blessing. Speak the favor. Speak the breakthrough. Speak the word of God. Because that's how faith is released, right? So Jesus, when the disciples, uh, after the rich young man uh, went away sad, the lawyer, that uh, Jesus said, sell what you have, give some of your possessions to the poor, take up your cross, follow me, and went away sad. Jesus said, how hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of heaven? And the disciples were amazed because obviously they were not all broke following Jesus. And uh, if they were broke, um, they would be very happy because that would make them holier. no. It would only make your clothes holier and your shoes holier. Amen. Your finances doesn't determine who you are. Your heart does. And I want to say it loud and clear. Poverty is a curse. Poverty is not the will of God. 
God's going to get you out of poverty. God's going to break the curse of poverty over your bloodline. Listen to me. Get ready to be up and out, up and out, up and out, up and out in the name of Jesus Christ. I love the post that one young lady made in our church. She's a deacon, deaconess, served in Bloomingdale for many years, came, no hope, no dream as a, a, a school a child, climbed on the buses, came to CRC, got a dream to be a doctor and qualified this week. And I thought that's what the church is about, to take people that have no hope and to give them hope, to believe that their dreams can be fulfilled and for them to see their dreams fulfilled. She's a God chaser. Her whole post was giving glory to God and uh, how she serves in the house of God and how she qualified now and how she came hopeless until she heard the Word of God. You've got to believe God's Word. You've got to apply God's Word. So in these worship revival weeks, if you want to go nowhere, stay home. But if you want to go somewhere, then shift your calendar around. Don't always expect God to fit in with your timetable. You get hungry for God. You get passionate. You get, uh, 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 you, you get up and, and get after your, your God more than you did your wife sitting behind you or that girl that you are chasing. When you are willing to go there 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, and you have energy to sit and date a girl for 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 hours, but you don't have energy to worship God for 30 seconds, what the heck is wrong with you? You need to fall in love with Jesus all over again. Are you listening to me today? I mean, where I live, people party from 10 o'clock in the morning till one o'clock at night last night. Eventually I found the security. I said, that's enough now, man. And everybody stayed. I wonder if we have a church service from 10 o'clock now till one o'clock tomorrow morning. How many of you will be left? So Jesus says, there's not one of you that have left Mark chapter 10, house of brothers, sisters, fathers, mother, wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall receive a hundredfold now this time, houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, not wives, thank God, amen, and lands. One wife is enough. Two will drive you nuts. With persecution and in the age to come, eternal life. So he talks about a reward in eternal life, but he talks about a reward, yeah, on this earth, when you see God first and you passionately pursue, pursue God. Sometimes people want to say, I passionately pursue God. They're never in church. They do not tithe. They do not worship. They know we're involved in God's kingdom. That's not passionately pursuing God. And I'm not putting work, works on you, but I'll tell you that you will be rewarded by God one day for the works that you did for Him and His kingdom while you live on planet earth. 
God is a just God. That means those who bear the burden of responsibility for His kingdom will be rewarded publicly in heaven. Those who were just along for the joyride will watch those be rewarded. You say, well, I don't serve God to be rewarded. You are going to cry in heaven one day and say, I should have done better. I should have done better. I should have served my God because you are working for your eternal reward. The Bible is full of it. Talking about the day Jesus will come to reward His children. So everybody has, a, has the crown of life, that is salvation. But there are many other rewards that God will give to those who obeyed Him and those who paid the price for the expansion of His kingdom. Not everybody will get the same reward in heaven, whether you like it or not. I've preached this before, people say, well, I don't serve God for rewards. Lekker man, ons praat weer nie lewe hierna. Lekker man, jou slimheid gaan jou lekker kost in die lewe hierna. Jy wat slimmer is as Godse woord, lekker man. Jy wat wil debatteer met Godse woord. Jy wat die woord van die Heere in twyfel trek met jou eie slimheid. Jou weisheid, sublief man. Jy het een kroon van trots op jou kop. Gaan jou kost. Verloon jouself, verloor jouself. God doesn't bless you so you can strut around. God blesses you so you can be a blessing. So you can use the influence God gave you for His kingdom and His purpose and His glory. Not just feel good, feel good, me, 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 I, I, I. Well, you'll make heaven, but you will not receive the rewards that you were destined for. I don't think God's plan is just to get you to heaven. God's plan is for you to rule and reign throughout eternity. God has an eternal assignment for you. You mess up in this test period called life now, you will lose your rewards down here, and you will lose your rewards up there. That's why this casual, laid-back approach of pursuing Christ will not be rewarded the same as those who passionately pursue God. If serving God, if you claim serving God is your number one priority, how are you doing? Let me say it again. If serving God is your number one priority in your life, how are you doing? Where does He fit in your timetable? Where does He fit in your calendar? Where does He fit in your budget? Where does He fit in your activities? Where does He fit in? If God is your, your claimed number one priority, we have to think about these things, right? Because we want breakthrough, but we want breakthrough on our terms. God says, no, I reward those who diligently seek me. I reward those who diligently seek me. Are you listening? One word from God, one rhema can get you out of your prison. One word, but you're not going to find that word running to profit to dead. You're going to find that word as you pursue God, as you press Him through the crowd and you touch Him. Let me show you from Scripture. Matthew 6.33, Seek first the kingdom of God, His righteousness, all these things will be added unto you. Matthew 16.22, For the Son of Man will come in the glory of His Father with His angels, whether you like it or not. Jesus is coming again. 
Then He will reward each one according to His works. So there are eternal rewards. There are rewards here and now that you determine whether you receive them. That's biblical. It is one of the foundation doctrines in Hebrews chapter 5 and 6. The doctrine of eternal judgment. For the Christian, it's not hellfire. It is a judgment of reward. Every Christian must have that understanding. Because if you understand that, you will be willing to pay the price that Jesus paid for His kingdom. Very quiet. But I don't care. You're obviously listening. So the second word I want to look at is the word diligently. Because the Bible says God, we must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. The word diligently means in the Greek, it means to eagerly. It means to zealously. It means to earnestly with all your heart. It means to make haste. It means to exert oneself. It means to use speed. It means to act speedily. It means to make every effort. And it means to be prompt in your pursuit. So to diligently see God means we chase after God zealously with haste. We chase after God zealously with haste. Now, every man that has ever chased a woman that he fell in love with knows what this means. Now, God wants you to love Him more than any woman you've ever fallen in love with. You chased her, you pursued her, you were eager, you, you, you were prompt, you were there early on time, you didn't come in. You know, if I was a girl and somebody wanted to date me, um, and he showed up 20 minutes late, then 30 minutes late, I'd say, nee man, vergeet dat, die houdt geen respect vir my nie. Hey, we can't show up 20 minutes late for church. We can't show up 20 minutes late for church and not worship God. I'm not criticizing you. I'm asking you, get your priorities in order. On Sunday, make haste to get yourself in the presence of God. Now, this is not a heavy. Diligently, make haste. So I have to chase God. I have to eagerly chase God. I have to eagerly pursue God. Like David says in Psalm um, 63 verse 1, he says, Oh God, you are my God. Early, first thing in the morning, will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Psalm 27 verse 8, he says, When you see it, seek my face. My heart said, Your face, Lord, I will seek. Proverbs 8, 17. I love those who love me. And those who seek me diligently will find me. Again, the word diligent, I want to say, is to make every effort to seek Him earnestly through prayer, the word worship. To make every effort to seek Him passionately, hastily, through the word, through prayer. To make, that betekens spoed, verstaan jy? 
You, 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 you chase after God, not what religion has caused us to do, to just slow down in our walk with God. We need to chase God. We need to run after God. We need to passionately pursue God. We need to be, when we are 60 years old, still praise God like a 20 year old. We need to be passionate about our God, passionate about our love and our devotion toward God in Jesus' name. We cannot slow down with age. We have to become more passionate, come on. And that word, um, uh, uh, diligence means to make haste, to make haste, to make haste, to make haste. That means I run after you, God. I worship you, God. I love you, God. To make haste, not to serve God by the way. Come on, TBN. Come on, Praise TV. Come on, family members on TV. Let's run after God this year with a passion like we never have and watch what God is going to do. God bless you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So, um, when you seek His face, you will find an open hand and that hand is filled with rewards. One of the greatest rewards is the reward, the reward of revelation, knowledge or insight into the future. Because when you know the future, you cannot fail. But most Christians don't know what to do. So God says, when you find me, you are gonna find vision, you are gonna find insight, you are going to find wisdom, which is the principal thing to change your life. Wisdom. So, I mean, God doesn't just hand out wisdom randomly to everybody. God is, if, if He did, He was a respecter of persons. He's a respecter of principle. And He says, here are the rules of the game. Do you want what I have? Come to Papa. Draw close to me and I will draw close to you. You pursue me. You chase me. You love me. And when you do, you will find me as I am with an open hand and with a heart of blessing to lead and guide you. Amen. So, so, so our pursuit of God determines a lot. It's not just like, you know, let me take it back to relationship. You, you, you see the girl, you want the girl, but you're not diligent. So you never pursue her. Guess who's going to marry her? Somebody else is going to walk away with your intended blessing because you dragged your feet. You were lazy in your pursuit or you were too casual in your pursuit or you were too full of yourself in your pursuit. Well, if she wants me, she has to notice me. Well, she's noticed you, she's waiting for you and you are doing nothing. Huh? Your pursuit of God, He's there. He's not going to run after you to save you, yes. But from that day, you the chaser. Jesus said, follow me. He didn't say, I'm going to follow you. He said, follow me. He says, seek me. Walk after me. Not if God wants it, He must come to me. He came to you 2,000 years ago. He did His part. Your diligent pursuit of God will now determine the rest of your life. Listen. Your diligent pursuit of God will determine the rest of your life. Your diligent pursuit of God will determine the rest of your life. I never said so. The Bible said that. He's a rewarder of those 
who diligently seek Him. You decide that, not God. God set the terms. Like any girl worth her salt, or worth her, what do you say is the right thing to say to a lady? Worth her what? Worth her what? Worth her salt. Would give a guy no time of the day that doesn't pursue her diligently. Right? And God? We, we just have become so casual with God and so uh, laid back with God and so charismatic and so um, cruisomatic that there's no urgency, there's no chasing after. And that's what I love about David is, is throughout his life, he talks about his hunger for God. He's hungry for God as a shepherd, but he's hungry for God as a king as well. He's a warrior and a worshiper. He never loses his passion for God. He chases after God all the days of his life and you watch how God blesses him and how God uh, delivers him and how God gives him wisdom. And when he has a defeat, he runs back to God and God at Ziklag says, you will recover all. God gives him a strategy and uh, uh, at Baalperism, exactly the same. Uh, when he faced Goliath, exactly the same. God was always with David. I'll tell you why. Because David was a God chaser. David was after God. David was a man after the heart of God. David was a man that pursued his God. When everybody else was watching, when everybody else was afraid, David was the one that ran after God. And I'll show you throughout the Bible. The God chasers, the ones who diligently pursued God, are the ones that progressed in life. Because when you pursue God, God reveals Himself to you and God reveals His plans to you. So when, when, when my staff members say to me, Pastor, I don't know, they know, they all know it's a phrase, they may not so say, because the minute they say to me, I don't know, they've just told me they're not in the presence of Jesus Christ. Because 1 John 2, the Bible says, you have an anointing, you know all things. That means pertaining to your life, your calling. John chapter 15, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, I am the vine, you are the branches, except that you abide in me, you can do nothing. So when you abide in Christ, He reveals the future to you. So when you get to a place of stalemate, you have to go backtrack your relationship with God. Not just the Scriptures, because Jesus said you search the Scriptures, for therein you think you'll find life, but you do not come to me that you may have life. So when we get to a place of being stale, not producing fruit, it is because we have disconnected from the vine and that is our relationship and we go into survival mode. The minute you go into survival mode, many things will begin to happen to you. You lose vision, you lose energy, you lose focus, depression, 10 to 1 will get a hold of you, you lose your energy, you just go through the motions. That's why God says, you, you pursue me. You diligently seek me. I will reward you with my presence, times of refreshing, wisdom, insight, blah, 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 blah. Millions of things. So, so if He's the source of everything, how come people are so lackluster in their pursuit of God? Why? Because somehow we, we don't get it or maybe somehow we've run dry and we need exactly what we are having. And I pray to God that you listen to me today, that you get yourself in church, that you cancel your diary and you get yourself in the presence of God. You come lay yourself, if you like Aaron's rod and you have not budded for years, 
Get yourself in the presence of God. Lay yourself before the presence of God. And that which is dead will come alive. There are things only God can do. No man can do it for you. You need to become the God chaser. You need to become the hungry person. You need to become the person that wants God more than anything else. And everything else will fall in place. Say amen in Jesus' name. Jeremiah 29, listen. I have to close. Uh, um, I'm already late, but I don't want to leave you hanging. He says, verse 10, For thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed a time period, a season of drought, um, oppression, um, bondage, that sometimes people go through, then they need a word to get out of that season, right? He says, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and cause you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me. You. So, so God says, I know the thoughts I have. I want to reveal these thoughts to you. But you have to call unto me and go and pray to me. And I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. Amos 3, 7, surely the Lord God does nothing unless He first reveals it to His servants, the prophets. Jeremiah 33, verse 3, call to me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Call to me and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9 and 10, I has not seen or heard, neither, neither have entered the heart of man the things God's prepared for those who love Him. But God has revealed the embryos by His Spirit. So yes, God, um, not in the heavens, but He is seated on the throne of the Holy Spirit with us. And He says, you come to me without faith, you cannot please me. You can't come neutral. You can't come as a cynic. You can't come... Uh, with a wrong image. Without faith, you cannot please God. There it's in the Bible. Settle it. For he that comes to God must believe that God is exactly who the Bible says God is. You don't doubt God's integrity. You don't question God's Word. You don't doubt the love that God has for you. You don't question what Jesus did at the cross 2,000 years for you. You have to come believe. You come by faith, trusting, relying, trust and obey for there is no other way. Trust and obey. Trust and obey. Trust and obey. For he that cometh. Now, if I don't come, nothing is going to change. First thing I have to do is I have to come. In the Bible, Jesus invited people again and again, come to the marriage supper of the Lamb. He says, come. He says, come to me, all those who labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest, come. People don't come. They don't come to Christ. They don't come to church. They don't come to home cell. They don't come. And they wonder why they're regressing in life because the pursuit of Christ is not their top priority. It's becoming a by the way. It's not their priority. 
It's not the place where they live. We have to get it right. I said this during COVID. Your pursuit of God has to become the most important thing in your life because we are going to face challenges and times are going to become more difficult and those who are the seekers and the worshippers of God will go up and the other people are going to struggle and flounder like everybody else in the world, just like in the Bible. But you better believe that God is a God of His Word and you have to start where you are with a decision, a hunger in your heart to say, I'm going to become a God chaser. I'm going to pursue God with everything that is in me. I believe that God is. In spite of my experiences, I'm not going to doubt the integrity, the character of God, the nature of God. I believe that God is love. I believe that God is good. I believe that God is merciful. I believe that God is for me. I believe that God wills good for me and not evil. I believe that He will turn my morning into dancing. I believe He is. You must believe that He is. Secondly, that He is a rewarder. doesn't stop there. Of those, not of all, not of all, of those who diligently seek Him. Pastor Ad spoke about diligently seeking God. This is why we do church. This very moment, do not miss what God wants to do in the hearts of people. God wants to touch people, maybe your life. Maybe what Pastor Ad said this morning about diligently pursuing God with all your heart. Maybe you've grown cold. If you had to be honest, maybe you that one, that prodigal son that went away, that God is calling today. I want to push the pause button on you today and say, If you had to be honest with yourself, are you okay with Jesus? I'm not putting a heavy on you. But this is life and death. Life and death. This morning, the Word says, lest you lay down your life, you cannot gain it. God only has got life. Pastor Ad spoke about a crown. There's a crown of life that God wants to give you this morning. But to get that crown of life, I have to lay down my own life. For the sake of Jesus Christ. To make Him number one priority like Pastor Ad said. Not have breakfast or something after. Quickly meet up with people. Think about what happens the week after. Maybe you don't have tomorrow. I don't want to put a heavy on you. But this day is the only guarantee. This moment is the only thing you have. So right there where you are, believers diligently praying. Praying for the souls of people. Right there where you are. Ask yourself, am I right with Jesus? Maybe I knew Him at one point in time. Maybe I followed Him diligently. Woke up early in the morning, pressed in in prayer. Got on fire. Late at night, I sought His face. But now, grown comfortable. Maybe you never knew Him. Maybe what Pastor Art spoke about this morning You realized, I don't know this Jesus. I grew up maybe in a Christian church, prayed every morning, every night for my breakfast and my supper, but I don't have a living relationship with Him. If that is you, God's Spirit is speaking to you this morning. He's got an appointment with you this morning. With every head bowed, every eye closed, 
No one moving in this place, just out of respect. Father, thank you for your presence. We cannot do this without you, Father. If it's not your spirit, Father, we cannot go. You are the life. You are our righteousness. You are everything. This morning, Father, we come again and we remind ourselves of the day that you saved us. So this morning, if that is you this morning, you don't know that you know that you know that you know that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. We want to ask you quickly, unashamedly, diligently, earnestly, passionately, put up your hand so we can pray with you. No one looking around. Quickly. Jesus died for you publicly with all passion, with all fervor. If that is you this morning, thank you. I see hands going up. If you've put up your hand, you can put your hand down. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? You say, I want to come to Jesus. I want to make my life right with the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. I realize this day my life isn't right with Him. Anyone else? Put up your hand quick so we can pray with you. Thank you. See hands. Thank you. Thank you. God is doing something in your life, man. Last time before we pray, put up your hand. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. I see on the balcony. Thank you. Thank you. This is not a religion, man. This is life and death. We would be be without Jesus. Last time before we pray, put up your hand quickly, quickly, earnestly, passionately, diligently. Seek Him with everything. Make Him number one in your life right now in Jesus' name. Well, it's our privilege. It's our honor. We are really so blessed to share this moment with you. Amen. Because the Bible says God will translate us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. The day we lay down our life and follow Him. It is our greatest privilege to share this moment with you. There will be trials. There will be tough times. But God says He will go with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And from today onwards, we are your family. We're going to be there. We promise to do our best our very best to disciple you, to take your hands, to walk this journey with you. Amen. The first step in this journey, the first step is to just say a simple prayer, to say, Father, I give my life to you. So that's what we want to do this morning. Believers, just stretch out your hands to them. We're going to all pray with you. Just put your hand on your heart and repeat this simple prayer after us. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. We believe that you are the Son of God, that you died and you rose again. And because of that, Father, we ask you this morning to forgive our sins, to make us new. Thank you that we now have a new life in you. The old is past and the new has come. Thank you that you've given us the grace to run our race in a way that's pleasing to you. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone says, Amen.
and amen. Family, we are excited with you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.